Welcome to 95 Mac Daily for Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm your host, Chance Miller. Leading off today, Apple is about to be hit with its first ever fine from the European Union Commission, according to a story from the Financial Times. The fine will be in the region of 500 million euros, or about $538 million, and the fine will be part of a conclusion of the case that began in 2019 after Spotify filed a formal complaint against Apple. Specifically, the EU believes that Apple acted illegally in blocking music streaming apps like Spotify from telling customers about other ways to subscribe to their services other than Apple's in-app purchase system. These are usually referred to as the App Store's anti-steering provisions. Although anti-steering provisions apply more widely, this EU investigation is specifically about the impacts of the App Store policy on music streaming services. Essentially, Apple's mandatory commission plus the restrictions on services to tell users about alternative ways to pay mean that Apple Music is unfairly favored compared to third-party rivals. The forthcoming European Union judgment will not force Apple to permit alternative in-app payment methods, but it will insist that music streaming app developers like Spotify can freely link out to their website to subscribe online. And again, it will come with a 500 million euro fine against Apple. And following the introduction of the Digital Markets Act next month, Apple will also allow Spotify to use alternative payment methods in the EU, but Apple will still collect a 17% commission if Spotify remains in the App Store and a 50 euro cent core technology fee per app install per year. Whether or not Spotify plans to adopt those new App Store business terms remains to be seen. And the EU ruling on the music streaming case is expected to be officially announced in the coming weeks, at which point we'll learn more details. Meanwhile, despite Tim Sweeney's vocal opposition to Apple's new third-party app marketplace guidelines in the European Union, Epic Games is planning to launch its own app store on the iPhone later this year. The company teased its plans last month and has shared more details in a blog post this week. Most notably, Epic Games had its Apple developer account banned in 2020, after it violated the App Store guidelines by adding a direct payment option to the Fortnite app. This led to the multi-year legal battle between Apple and Epic Games that culminated last month after the United States Supreme Court denied considering appeals from either company in the case. But now Epic says that Apple has reinstated its Apple developer account, which has allowed it to begin work on an Epic Game Store third-party app marketplace for iPhone users in the EU. Epic says that it plans to launch this alternative app marketplace in the EU sometime this year, and the Epic Game Store will include Fortnite on iOS for the first time since 2020. Epic Games hasn't shared any additional details on its plans for a third-party app marketplace on iPhone, Per Apple's guidelines, however, Epic Games can't operate an app marketplace that exclusively offers its own content. Apple says that marketplaces must be fair to all developers, so Epic Games will have to accept submissions from other developers as well. With Epic Games aiming to release its store on iPhone sometime this year, we expect more details in the coming months. 
running out today, in November, Apple surprised us all when it announced that RCS support would come to the iPhone sometime this year. Since then, you've probably spent a lot of time thinking about why Apple reversed course. After years of being outspoken against RCS and promoting its own iMessage service. Well, now, John Gruber at Daring Fireball has an explanation. Gruber points to a new law in China that will require 5G devices support RCS in order to receive certification in the country. Gruber explains that Chinese carriers have been proponents of RCS for years and that the Chinese government is in the process of codifying this regulation into law that to achieve certification, 5G devices must also support RCS. One narrative in the months since Apple's RCS announcement in November has been that Apple's decision was driven by the Digital Markets Act in the European Union. The DMA, however, makes no mention of RCS specifically, and now we have official confirmation from last week that iMessage is not big enough in the EU to fall under the purview of the DMA. Gruber says, according to his sources, quote, Apple's hand was effectively forced, but by China not the EU, end quote. If this turns out to be true, and Gruber seems to definitely think it is true, it is a logical explanation for why Apple did a 180 on supporting RCS. Theoretically, Apple could have only supported RCS in China, and it wouldn't have been the first time that Apple made a change to the iPhone that only applies in China to comply with government regulation. But instead, it decided to bring RCS to the iPhone worldwide starting sometime later this year. That wraps up another episode of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, you can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Find me on threads at Chance H. Miller. And we'll be back tomorrow for a new episode of 9to5Mac Daily.